0: Brother, get my hand. That's all right. Amen. I'm glad he's still alive. Amen. Like the petals of a dying flower, our Lord bowed down his head. Mary's heart sunk in sadness. She watched him take his last breath. He was planted in the garden inside a rich man's tomb. Three days later, they discovered that the rose of Sharon had bloomed. He's not dead, he is alive. God kept his promise on the third morning that he. Would rise the angel rolled the stone away. And Jesus walked out of the grave. Praise his name. Go and proclaim he is alive. The battle was finally
1: finished. Satan could not believe. That the King of Kings had risen. Oh, but the proof was plain to see. Now the footprints of our Savior are on the
0: devil's head. Death is defeated forever. He arose just like he said. He's not dead, he is alive God kept his promise on the third morning that he would rise the angel rolled the stone away Jesus walked out of the grave praise his name go and proclaim he is alive the angel rolled Stoned away Jesus walked out of the grave Praise His name Go and proclaim He is alive
1: If the Lord If the Lord would just take the lid off of hell for five seconds, I believe we'd be more appreciative of our salvation. If we could see the horror, the terror of where people without Christ are going, I believe we would be more busy letting others know about the saving grace of Christ. I ran up upon this song, it blessed my heart. It's a new one for me. It might be to you, but it's got a wonderful story with it. And I hope that you'll worship with me, because I'm glad I'm not going to hell. Amen. In sin I was living, no thought I was giving or dying. Or where I would go I was looking at buying So hard was I trying to gain All this world had to owe No peace and no pleasure Did I even measured with all I had to gain I repented and prayed God save me that day Now
0: I've got something to say I'm not going to hell. I met the Savior, what a story I tell. I'm saved and forgiven, set free all is well. I'm not going to hell. No, I'm not going to hell. Oh, aren't you glad? You don't have to go. Now my life's worth living. Since I've been
1: forgiven Christ made a real change in me I'm no longer crying When I think about dying Cause heaven is waiting for me Now Satan's still lying And he's always trying to lead you Down the wrong way Just call on Christ's name
0: He'll save Oh Satan and say, I'm not going to hell. I met the Savior, what a story I tell. I'm saved and forgiven, set free all is well. I'm not going to hell. No, I'm not going to hell. I'm not going. I met the Savior, what a story I tell. I'm saved and forgiven, set free all this well. I'm not going to hell.
1: Go ahead, I brother. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: proclaim the goodness of God and the healing power of Jesus' blood. Bro, uh, Steve got a report. We sat there and looked at
1: each other and, and, everyone, and <laughs> for Steve and everyone. Amen.
0: And publicly thank the Lord. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. He has taken cancer and turned it into bacteria. <laughs> and I believe it with all
1: my heart. Amen. Thank praise the Lord. Lord. Hey, when them PET scans light up and says it's cancer, I've never seen that it wasn't until now. Amen. So even the doctors and the test, uh, the test that came through would have been amazed. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that I know Jesus as my Savior. The good thing today is, if you don't know Him, you can be saved before you leave this building. Amen. And if you do know Him, you ought to be excited that hell's not going to be your home. Amen. Amen. Listen, there's a lot of things that we can come in here this morning and we could be feeling sorry about. We can be feeling down about and the shape that the world's in. But my friend, there's one thing we can rejoice over. Yeah. If you're a child of God, we yeah. don't have to go to hell. Amen? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm not wanting to go to that place where the worm dieth not. Yeah. I'm not wanting to go to that place uh, where the, the, the fire's never quenched and you burn forever uh, in eternity. But oh, there is an alternative, my friend. There is a place called heaven where it's all peace and glory. It's a place where the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. resides. Uh, it is a place, my friend, uh, uh, that'll take you out of this world and put you over there to where we all uh, need to be when this thing is over. You live in just for a short period of time. Life is like a vapor. It's going to appear just for a little while And then it's going to vanish away But your soul is going to live forever Somewhere I'm not going to hell today How do you know? Because the Bible tells me I'm not The Bible says I can know That I'm going to hell I can know That I've got salvation Amen You pray for me today Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter number 12 Luke chapter number 12 And We'll begin reading with verse number one. I'll give you a moment to find your place. When you find your place, I'll have you to stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message. I started preparing two messages for today earlier this week, and uh, I thought Saturday would be a day that I could just look over what I'd prepared and what I'd studied and, and deliver it to you this morning. And but as I got in my office and I began to pray yesterday and look at what I put together and what earlier in the week that I thought God was going to allow me to bring to you today, and I couldn't find no peace in it. I could not find any peace at all, so I put, took both of those messages, I slid them to the side, I agonized with God till about five o'clock yesterday, and uh, <clears throat> he spoke to my heart, and he said, "It's right there in front of you." And I began to look at that song, "I'm not going to hell." And God began to give me some words. And I put those things on a piece of paper. And that's what I'm going to preach to you today. He gave me something for tonight that was completely off the chart of what I was thinking I was going to do. But I'm here to tell you church, if I do what I'm going to do, we won't get nothing done. But if we'll do what God wants us to do, my friend, we'll be a success in what we're trying to accomplish here today. I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I hope that you're not going to hell. And we can rejoice over that fact today. But as we look in the the book of St. Luke, chapter number 12 and verse number 1, you pray for my throat this morning. In the meantime, there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people insomuch that they rode one upon another. He began to say unto His disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven." Of the Pharisees. Which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. Neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. And I say unto you my friends. Be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that have no more than they can do. But I will, this is Christ speaking. He says, but I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Father, we love you, God. We thank you for your many blessings. Lord, we thank you for speaking to our hearts already. We thank you for the good songs of Zion. And Lord, I pray that you'll touch this throat, help my feeble efforts to try to deliver the word of God to to the people today. And Lord, I can't do it without you. I'll fail, I'll blunder. And God, I'll just sit up here uh, and look like something awful strange if you can't help me today. And Lord, I beg of you, Father, to give me the strength and the help that I need to deliver this Word to your people. In Jesus' name we do humbly ask and pray. Amen Amen. and amen. You may be seated. As I began looking at the Scripture that the Lord led me to, let us look here by the way of introduction in verse number 1. It says, In the meantime there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people. Meaning that there was a bunch of people getting around Christ, uh, enthroning him, uh, uh, pretty much trodden over one another, he says, insomuch that they they trod one upon another. Yeah. But he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, so the first little court that was gathered around him was the disciples. But they were all gathering in. He says, Beware... Of the leaven of the Pharisees. Which is hypocrisy. Now what the leaven is. uh, It can be compared in our day to yeast. And when you begin to work that leaven into the bread. uh, It begins to spread. And folks I'm here to tell you. uh, The Pharisees in this day. Were hypocritical uh, in what they were doing. Uh, They would stand before uh, and make you think that everything looks like all in the order of God on the outside but yet in secret places and in their hearts, it was nothing but sin that was going on and the Bible tells you and I that a little leaven will leaven the whole lump it can be a picture of sin that actually at times can creep into a church and my friends when that happens it can leaven the whole lump it begins to spread it begins to take hold. Old, and God help us not to have any leaven today. Amen. He says, beware of them. They're hypocritical. And then he says, "For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and the which have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops." In other words, your sin will find you out. You can't hide from those sins. You can't shove those sins up under a rug somewhere uh, and say that uh, you're walking clean with God when you got unconfessed sin in your life uh, and it's been swept under the darkness uh, or swept into the closet uh, to where others may not know uh, uh, what that sin is. Uh, But my friends, it doesn't matter if the board knows. Uh, It doesn't matter if the pastor knows. Uh, It doesn't matter if Aaron knows. Uh, It doesn't matter if knows it doesn't matter if anybody in this world knows it doesn't even matter if the President of the United States knows what matters and what we have to understand today is that God knows You mean to tell me He knows what I do in the darkness of the night? I'm here to tell you, He knows exactly what you're doing in the darkness of the night. If He can count the number of hairs that is upon your head, He knows exactly what sin takes place in your life uh, in dark places. Then he goes on in verse number four and says, I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that, have no more that they can do. In other words, he's saying to the people this. Now, here he has moved from the disciples, uh, and he's saying unto the friends. So the picture is this at the beginning of the chapter, he's talking to his disciples uh, as the multitude is gathering around. Now he's talking to everybody. Including the multitude and the disciples together. And he's saying that you should not fear someone that can take your life. But you ought to fear that one that can take your life and send it to hell. As he says in verse number 5, he says, I will forewarn you. Listen, I don't know of any place in the Bible where Jesus forewarns anybody or actually says that word, now I don't remember that, reading that word anywhere else in the scripture. It could be, and if it is, I'll apologize for that. But I have never remembered reading that particular word except for right here. He says, I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Amen. <laughs> In other words, when we're at home and you know what, we all do it. We set the alarm system. We turn on the cameras. We lock the doors. Why? Because we don't want an intruder coming in and taking our life. I know some people that are adults today that still can't close their eyes in the dark because they're fearful that someone may slip in and take their life. But the Bible says we shouldn't fear of those that can take our life but be fearful of the one that can take your life and then cast it into hell yea I say unto you fear him Mm -hmm. And as I began to think about that song and I looked at the words of the song I'm not going to hell I want to preach a little while for the Lord to be my helper I know you're looking at your watch. (laughs)
0: I'm
1: not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. Why am I not going to hell? Look, I've got eight little short things I'm going to give you. I promise it won't take long. But listen, I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to hell. Number one, I was convicted. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse number 9, They that which heard of it being convicted by their own conscience Now if you'll look in the scripture in John chapter 8, this is the story of the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. Uh, she was brought out to the center court and Jesus stepped out with her. They were getting ready to fulfill the law of Moses uh, and stone her to death but Jesus came up beside that woman uh, bent down on a knee and began to twirl his fingers. In the sand Began to write something In that sand What was he writing We don't know And we're not told But I believe Just for a moment today That we can think That the Lord Jesus Might have been right These words Forgiven Forgiven. Forgiven. Amen. As they began to look upon and see what is going on. Jesus says, ye that is without sin, you cast the first stone. I can see the multitude that was gathered around as they began to drop the rocks from their hands and begin to move on and out of the way. And I can see Jesus look up to that lady and say, where are thine accusers? And she says, there are no more. There's no one going to condemn her. And Jesus says, I'll not condemn you. You go and sin no more. But it was the conscience or the conviction upon the mind of those people and in the hearts of those people that were around. Undoubtedly there were some people that was in that congregation ready to stone and take the life of that woman caught in adultery. And she was there almost with her life at stake. But when Jesus said ye without sin cast the first stone Everybody began to think, well, you know what, I I was caught up in adultery. Maybe another one said, well, you know, I just stole something from over yonder at the market. Or maybe another one said, well, you know, uh, I was mean to my spouse. Or maybe there was another one over there said, well, you know, I blasphemed the name of God. They began to think about all that. And great conviction came upon their heart. They dropped their rocks and they hit the road because there was conviction. When I was sitting in the church house and God began to convict my heart, I had to be convicted first. But number two, I was called. John chapter 6, verse 44. I'm not talking about the call into the ministry, I'm talking about a call of salvation. John 6.44 says, And no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me. Draw him. I was sitting there under conviction. And when conviction fell upon me, God began to call me. He began to call me in a fashion to where He began to draw me. Some of these folks believe you get saved anytime time you want to. I'm here to tell you, according to the Word of God, you can't get saved when you want to. you get saved when God draws you. And if God don't draw you, you're in bad shape. Amen. He's drawing. He draws you. There's conviction. There's the calling. But number three, I came. Amen. <laughs> In other words, I had to, Brother Jerry, I had to make up my mind if I was going to say yes or no to God everybody that is in the sound of my voice today if you're safe you had to make the decision you had to have a convicted heart you had to have been called by God and you had to come you had to get up from the seat where you was and go to God or maybe you had to fall down on your knees in the pew where you sat to go to God maybe you bowed down beside your bed at the house and went to God but we've got a choice and we had a choice brother David was we going to go with God or was we're going to go with the world May I say today I think I'll just go with God Amen. Amen I made up my mind that day I went down to that altar prayer After I said yes to Jesus And I came down A, a broken hearted uh, And my friend I gave my heart uh, and life to him I don't want to get too far of myself But convicted I was called I came But number four I had a contrite spirit <laughs> Scripture says in Psalm 34 and 18 The Lord is nigh unto them that are broken hearted And saveth such as be of a contrite spirit Amen. See you got to be broken to be saved Amen. You have to have a contrite spirit You see when he begins to call you And begins to convict you It should break your heart yeah. And when that contrite spirit comes about you, uh, there is a harvest getting ready to take place. Amen. There is something that can be done in your life according to the sin that is in your life. I'm here to tell you folks, when God begins to deal with our hearts, He begins to call, we begin to make a decision, and when we make that decision, our heart becomes broken before a thrice holy God. We go to an opera prayer, and we ask the Lord Jesus into our heart. Leads me to number five. We must confess. Yeah. That's what I done. I confessed. That's right. Romans 10, 9 said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead,
0: yeah.
1: thou shalt Amen. be saved. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That tells us. Not only that we're convicted and we're called and we came with a contrite heart, but we had to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. We had to confess our sins before Him. Oh, listen, I'm here to tell you. A lot of people, I believe, won't turn their heart and life over to God today. It's because they think that they can't give up some of the things that are in this world. And they began to think that they can't hold up to the Word of God and what it says. May I say and declare unto this congregation this morning, it is so much easier to live out of this book than to live out of the book of the devil in this world in which we live stay with the book you'll be all right I'll never forget Brother, brother Glenn Campbell, Judy. I, listen, I tell it everywhere I go to preach. A, a lot of times I tell it, he, I, I'd go. And me and Brother Lee Fox would go over there together. Sometimes I'd go. And, and boy, sometimes Glenn would get aggravated Brother Lee and tell him to leave. And, and you know Lee would just say, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. But I would go back, and, and Lee didn't have a whole lot of tact. I mean, he was just straightforward. And he'd just plain out tell you, look, you're going to hell if you don't get saved. All right. Well, 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 he had done tried that, and a lot of times that's what people need to hear. But listen, I'm telling you, it just wasn't working with Glenn. Glenn, it wasn't working with him. So I kept going back over there, and I just kind of just, you know, kind of nudging him along. And, you know, you know, Glenn, you need the, you need the Lord. You need the Lord. And uh, he said, I'm all right, preacher. I said, Glenn, you're not all right. You got beer in your refrigerator. You, you, you're not coming to church. Uh, uh, you, you got a filthy mouth. I said, listen, you, you ain't right with God no matter what you think today. And he began to talk back and forth. He said, Preacher, that's my problem. He says, When I know that I can give all this stuff up, I'll start coming to church, and I'll get my heart right with God. He said, But, I'm not going to church knowing i got beer in my refrigerator. I said, You're pulling the cart before the horse. You get your heart right with God, He'll make you pour the beer down the sink. He'll make you get rid of all the things in your life that need to be gone. You see, a lot of people have a lot of times. You—that's the reason why a lot of people won't get saved. They feel like they can't give up some of the things of the world. But I'm here to tell you, by the according to, uh, according to God's word today, that we can uh, be forgiven of our sin, uh, and we can uh, uh, be let loose and set free uh, from the bondage of sin uh, that is in this world. Amen. Simple. Ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart. Confess the sin. And then, the Lord Jesus Christ will save you. Amen. But you have to be convicted. You have to be called. You have to be contrite. You have to be confessed. But before we go to the next one, you know another reason why people won't be saved? Pride. They think if they get up in the middle of a church service and come down to an altar prayer, people's going to talk about them. People's going to look at them funny. That's the lie, a biggest lie from the depths of hell I've ever heard. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, that's what goes on in the minds of people. It went on with me. When God was dealing with me, I didn't listen. He dealt with me about three weeks before I got saved, and I thought I was going to die. Until I got saved, I thought I was going to die. And, and, and listen, set your pride aside. Cut all that out. Yeah. And just say, Lord, be merciful for me. i sinner. And my friend, when I confess, let's look at what happened in number six. I was cleansed. <laughs> Oh, all of my sins were washed away By the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ I got up off of that altar I was a new creature in Christ And my friend, the load that was on my shoulders Were completely removed And I had not to worry about anything anymore That's the way I want to live my life I don't want to walk out these doors today Fearing that I'm going to lose my life you know what the truth is today? We could walk out these doors and lose our life before we get out of the parking lot. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I don't know how the situation was there. I've seen the, uh, the the accident in Bowling Springs this past uh, uh, Friday. Cody, you've seen it. Some of y'all have seen it. Some of you, all seen it some of you they showed pictures of it all over the place. It was on the news. And uh, one child, 11 or 12 year old, is in, in, in very bad shape. Don't even know if he's going to live. I don't know the whole story about it. But do you think them people, him and his mother, whoever was with him, do you think they had any thought of eternity when they left at 7 o'clock in the morning from their house? Did you think that they knew that someone that was under the influence of some kind of drug or alcohol was going to hit their car and nearly kill one of them and the kid may still die? You don't think about these things. You don't think about them. Until all of a sudden it happens to you. When we go down and we confess, we get cleansed. And that way when we're driving down the road, Brother Mac, I don't have to worry. If somebody comes plowing through, I hope and pray that it don't happen. But if somebody comes plowing through and takes this preacher's life, I'm going to tell you right now, don't be worried about me. Don't worry about where I'm at. Because I'll be with Jesus. And you can too. You can too. We, we become cleansed. to more. I told you it was going to be quick. Look at verse number seven. Converted. Amen. <laughs> We're gone from the old unto the new. Yeah. Our life is completely rearranged. Yeah. And, our, and we become something. Amen. Oh, amen. I'll tell you what. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you something. Everybody uh, knows what Facebook is. Everybody's probably got one. Most people's got one. A lot of people watch our services through Facebook. A lot of people show stuff on there that's ugly that don't need to be in there because it ruins their testimony. But let me say this this morning. I I don't know if this happened in, in here. The Lord just told me to say it. If you got to block the preacher from your Facebook page, you got something to doing. You ain't got no business. Amen. Say amen, sister. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I seen a little bit of this going on. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, I'm not no Facebook stalker. You ain't got to worry about me. People will tell you, they'll say, you see this on Facebook? I'm like, No, I ain't see it. I get on there, I roll about one, two times up through there. I was like, eh, ain't no junk, same old stuff. And I move on. I just That's all I do. Amen. Amen. And if it wasn't for putting the, the gospel out over that thing to try to help somebody, I wouldn't have it now. That's right. But that's neither here nor there. But if you've got to block somebody where people won't be looking at what you're doing, you're in a mess. Yeah, yeah. Amen. When you become converted, you don't care what the world sees. Right. And what they think. For some reason, you might block the preacher because uh, I don't think you're going to block him because you're going to be on there worshiping God. <laughs> now, this ain't happened here. And I and let this be preventative maintenance today. Uh, I hope it never happens here. I have preachers that call me all the time. Cody will tell you, they ring my phone off the hook. Preacher, I need some help. What's What well, What's going on? I got members on Facebook sitting around drinking beer. It so sounded to me like you got evidence to... Remove them from the membership. Why, why do people want to do that? Because number eight, we're conformed. Hey. Conformed into the image of God, yeah. the likeness of God. Yeah. Listen, we're not going to be perfect, we are all sinners. Saved by the grace of God We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God But it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ That was shed for you and I That we can be convicted of it We can be called out from it We can come to the cross With a contrite broken heart And we can confess our sins Allow the blood to cleanse us We can be converted from the old man to the new And we can be conformed Unto the image of Christ. That's why I'm not going to hell. Brother Jerry, that's why you're not going to hell. (laughs) Brother Joe, that's why you're not going to hell. I want you to stand. Content. Number nine. (laughs) Amen. Joe's still putting points to my message. (laughs) He's doing it right. Amen. She's going to play softly. And. Let me just say this. I know. I know without a shadow of a doubt that the majority of people in here are saved. You prove it by the life you live. You, you know, you may be looking at these men. Well, you, you preached on hell and why you're saved. Why are these three men down there praying? They lost? No, they ain't lost. You know what? I, I guarantee you there's two things they're praying for and I, 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 they ain't told me a thing. Number one, they're thanking God they don't have to go to hell. And number two, they're praying for somebody that is. Nothing wrong with either one of them. Nothing wrong with either one of them. Now, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, look, stop playing games with God. Time is short. If you didn't hear it, if you didn't hear it, the Pope declared this week, that America, the Middle East, the European nation, uh, the whole world for everything to work out better needs to go to a one world currency I believe that's in the scripture when these things start to happen you'll know the season is nigh for the return of Jesus God's not playing games some of you may be here today You've been saved. You're just out of the will of God. You're not not where where you need to be. And you you just want to get closer to Him. This is your time. Be glad. Be thankful. That God sent a Savior. To save you. You're looking at somebody today. That's nobody. nobody in the eyes of nobody and when I was praying over this thing I cried out unto God I said Lord I'm nothing And God sends by a young man It says preacher I want to shadow you today for career day I began to weep before God I said Lord you got a strange way of speaking but may I say take that devil you ain't got them all. Our Father in heaven, God in Jesus' name. Lord, I've done all I can do. The rest is up to you. I can't make them come. I can't make them be saved. But Lord, you can. God, I'm ever so thankful that I'm not going to hell. Lord, I thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. She's going to play. If you need to come, you come.